It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by... When I was just 14 years old, I threw out my back. When I was 24 years old, I began to learn about simple, gentle exercises and stretches that could systematically restore movement when your back pain is being caused by sedentary lifestyle. Four workouts to ease muscle tension and develop core strength. Workout number one is the easiest. Workout number four is the hardest. You systematically progress yourself through this. This book has been amazing for so many people. I've gotten so much feedback about it, about how it has literally just changed people's lives. This is the book to get. Check it out. It's on Amazon. Help, I threw out my back. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Janke and I'm joined today by three guests who have previously been on my podcast. This is one of my favorite formats because I get to speak with some all-stars out there. We have Laura Barker. Laura, welcome. Hi. Heather Stewart. Heather, how you doing today? I'm good. How's everybody else doing? Excellent. Excellent. And Doug Sands. Doug, how's it going today? Oh, it's fantastic. Thank you for having me. Good. Let's uh, let's go in that same order. I'll let, let each of you introduce yourselves to the audience. Laura, let's start with you. Uh, so my background's HR. I spent over 20 years in HR and recently transitioned into coaching. Uh, specifically, the type of coaching I do is career coaching. Uh, so what I'm helping people do is identify who, who they are because so often what we do is tied up with who we are. Yes, absolutely. Great, great. Heather, what about you? So true. So yes, I am Heather and I am a balanced life coach. I don't know if I had that title when I talked to you last, Chris, but um, I am a coach. I've been coaching since 2018. And originally I was a CPA in the corporate world and went into the wellness space 15 or so years ago. And I still saw a gap for my poor corporate stressed out friends. So I uh, help eliminate or balance overwhelm for successful, stressed out women and entrepreneurs. Awesome. And Doug. Yeah. My name is Doug Sands. I'm a hypnotist who helps people with, uh, with weight loss, with body image issues and with disordered eating. Uh, I, when I started, I originally focused a lot on anxiety and PTSD and burnout, things like that. And I find that now that I'm focusing on weights and body image issues, I'm doing a lot of the same things. It's just a difference, um, a different label on that. So happy to be here. Very interesting. Yeah. And in addition to hosting this podcast, uh, I also train, give people the option to, uh, to train with very limited equipment. So my whole thing is your greatest piece of fitness equipment is your mind. And that includes even knowing when to not work out, when to work out, when to go hard, when to go light, when to stretch. Uh, and so very educational in nature. So uh, I'm really excited to have all three of you here today. I think we're going to have a great conversation. And like I told you, I never know really what direction it's going to go. But I see a lot of similarities. All, all four of us you know, work uh, directly with 
the people that were helping probably mostly on a one-to-one or small group basis. Uh, I'm going to reverse the order now. We're going to start with you, Doug. What are some challenges that you see people have recently? You know, obviously don't give any details, personal information, but uh, what, what do you see people challenged with, struggling with, and, and what are some of the answers that, in your opinion? I think, it, okay. Yeah. Well, that's a huge question. I know. Go Absolutely. whatever direction you want to go. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say uh, one of the, the big things for me is that I get the question all the time of, you know, is hypnosis real? Is it mind control? So that's one of the perennial problems. I think the one that I'm facing or I'm seeing often in my clients right now is the, um, the, the weight that was gained from COVID. Maybe it's, they're trying to lose weight. Maybe they're trying to be comfortable with their bodies. Maybe they're trying to, um, real to, to reel in some of those issues with that eating. Maybe they're, you know, still working from home and that walking to the kitchen when it's only 10 feet away, that's still a problem for them. And so that's one of the big things that I'm working with clients right now. Mm, Yeah. What about you, Heather? Uh, First, I got to give a shout out to Doug. Love hypnotherapy. <laughs> it's the best. Love it. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, I've used it personally and I, you know, I always talk about how much it can actually help people. So mm-hmm. yay, Doug. <laughs> so um, I, COVID has kicked everybody in the butt, right? Um, whether you went into the office And you were, I've, because I have clients and associates who are still going into the office because they had to, or whether you're working from home, there's a certain stress level of you're alone in the office, your routines have been disrupted. When people come in, you think, oh my gosh, they're a COVID carrier. You know, am I, is this, is this a person who's going to knock me down? But if you're working from home, especially for women, do you have kids at home? Are you trying to manage the online learning? and your job. And also if you've never been an entrepreneur or worked from home or used to that concept of working from home, you don't know how to turn it off. Mm -hmm. So when you hear the emails binging while you're sleeping, you're just constantly on that alert. So I think the stress I've also seen, I don't know, Laura, we're in the same city. People are really cranky right now. Right. So we need to like dial it down and give them some air and some space and a way to relieve those stresses really yeah yeah absolutely laura i'm sure you're seeing a lot of that as well with with hr and with working with people in that way what what has been another sort of area that you're seeing yeah well to build on what heather what you're saying there i mean even outside of the hr parameters when you go driving somewhere people are so aggressive they go from zero to a hundred if for the most minor infraction, there's no, um, I think the pandemic has affected our ability to self-regulate. Um, and going back to what you're talking about, Doug, with the issues you're dealing with hypnotherapy, it's so funny because I'm not kidding you. Just this morning, I wrote my, my blog for this week and it's about weight. <laughs> so I just find it so strange that this is what you do. But I was thinking about two people I know, one who had lost a ton of weight and another who had gained a lot of weight over the pandemic. And the effects of the pandemic we're going to feel for, the, I think, the rest of our lives. We don't even know. We're just starting to untangle it. And it's not even about, to me, the weight. But when I think about what's going on, I think a lot of times it's about feeling that loss of control from this pandemic and, and using the body as a way to feel that false sense or 
fleeting sense of safety. Exactly. That's something that, if I may, I touch on time and time again with clients that the issue is not the weight, it's the symptom. It's <laughs> the, the real issue is that you're feeding yourself or you're self-medicating perhaps yes. with food to try to not feel whatever it is. Or perhaps your mind is using that way as body armor. Your mind is literally yeah. creating space physically between you and someone else. And that's, that's definitely something I see all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so interesting. And so what, what we're saying, and, and all three of you have touched on this, is that the pandemic has caused a lot of mental stress, emotional, like you said, um, Laura, going from zero to 100, just like that for a minor infraction that, you know, obviously, if, if food is a way that people are self-medicating, trying to deal with that stress, then that, that may be potentially an issue. So, uh, and I agree with you, Laura, that we're going to be feeling these effects for a long time. But what are some maybe that you guys have identified already? You know, we got the zero to 100. Uh, what else? And then also with the intention of digging a little deeper and seeing like, well, what can people do to um, to sort of level out, right? To, to We're never going to like get back to the way things used to be, obviously, because this is a big thing, you know. But how can we return to sort of a normal state of mind and a normal emotional response to some of these, you know, someone cuts you off in traffic, right? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If I may, what I would say to that is, to, to back it up a second, what's, what I find is often the root cause of many of the issues that I work with, whether it's anxiety or weight or all these things, they're so interconnected. And oftentimes it's because we haven't really learned how to be okay just with ourselves, be okay just sitting alone and just being. If someone cuts us off in traffic, even though it's a minor part of our day, we freak out. If someone, you know, if we have to sit in the doctor's office for 20 minutes or if our flight is delayed 20 minutes, that is a major thing because we haven't really built up that idea of just being okay with ourselves. And that part of that is, you know, self-confidence and all these things and the self-esteem. But I think part of that is that so many of us, we've not really been taught how to self-regulate, as you were saying, Laura, and how to manage that anxiety or manage those difficult emotions when they come up. And I'd love to hear what you guys think about that. It's interesting how many people can't be alone with themselves and the COVID, it was like being in detention. When it first came out, I I compared it to being, you know, you were grounded and you didn't do anything wrong. So you were so angry, Uh, but it is, it's, I've known people personally, and I probably still do who can't, don't know how to sit and be just be in their own space with themselves. And I know there was a study recently. I can't remember whether I talked about it with Chris or not, where people were asked to sit in a room. I think it was a Harvard study. I'm going to get it completely wrong. Don't come back to me if I mess up some of the stats, but people were sent into a room for 15 minutes and they were just asked to sit there for 15 minutes. And there was a button and they were shown that if they pressed the button, it gave them a shock that was unpleasant. And they didn't, you know, it wasn't nice. And um, the major, there was a huge percentage of people that pushed the button because, <laughs> because they just couldn't sit there for 15 minutes alone. They just kept pushing oh the button God. and shocking themselves. And one person did it in like an intense, insane amount of times. Yeah. And interestingly, wow. more, more men than women couldn't sit there. And these are adults? These are adults. 
Couldn't they have sit. the. Have you guys heard of the donut test? Like you, you, um, the delayed gratification with the kids. You tell, like, put a kid down, and I, I guess the amount of time depends on how old the kid is. But you put a donut in front of them, and you say, "I need you to sit here." Now you have a choice. You can eat this donut right now, or if you wait ten minutes, I'll give you this donut plus one more donut. And it's interesting seeing that delayed gratification there too. And that's so that baffles my mind, Heather, that people would actually shock themselves. They were shocking themselves to avoid sitting with themselves for 15 minutes. But if you if you think about that and what you were saying, Doug, about how people will medicate with food, it's like people won't just be alone um, with themselves. Wow, it's amazing. Crazy. And what so I think. Up, sorry, go yeah, ahead, Doug. I was just going to say. Um, medicating with food, we get that dopamine hit for like three minutes and then it's gone. And then we're just back to feeling how we were before. So ultimately we're just, we're just ignoring the problem. We're sticking our head in the sand. And so dealing with that problem is really the only way to get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think building on what you guys were saying. So when Chris, you bring up that example, that story about the donut, it makes me think And Heather, it really, what we're talking about is this need for external stimulation or hoping that the external will help heal us um, or stimulate us or whatever, that that will help us. But in the end, I think what we learn over time is we have to face the emotions, which is what Doug is saying. And the only way we can do that is looking within. Um, But what happens is we numb or avoid through food or drink or or, or drugs um, because we don't want to feel those hard emotions because they're uncomfortable and because we don't feel safe feeling those emotions. Yeah. Well, look at this society is that everybody should be happy. We're in Pleasantville. Mm -hmm. So to some degree, we've done it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Sadly. I mean, uh, they talk, I've heard it referred to as toxic positivity. It's it's okay to be pissed off sometimes and to be, but just don't stay there and right. accept that you're going to have all of the gamut of emotions because you are human, mm-hmm. but um, understand maybe where it comes from, understand wh- how to, how to, what to do with it. Don't push. If you keep pushing them down, we get the little boiler thing happening and yeah, now everything's true. boiling over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think um, observing children is is actually beneficial in this regard because even though kids are maybe not very good at delaying gratification for the donut, um, kids are they're incredibly good at just feeling their emotions and moving on. Like, and that's mm-hmm. one thing. Like, you know, I'm, I always try to imagine what a viewer of the episode is going to think. And so, if anybody's out there watching, listening, thinking like, "Well, yeah, how do how do I address these emotions?" Mm-hmm. So I did this. Was a couple months ago. This is very recent. I I used to be just like the chronic positivity guy, affirmations, watching motivational videos, always wanting to feel happy. And when left, you know, just to my own devices, I feel happy most of the time. Like I, I'm, I have a pretty good disposition, but I was not feeling good. And I was doing Doug exactly what you're talking about. Probably what you work with clients on. I just opened the fridge. I was not hungry. I just opened the fridge. Mm-hmm. And I, when I realized it, I started asking myself questions like, well, why are you doing this? How do you, how do you actually feel? And like, and then I just started crying for like a minute and then it was over. And then I'm like, Oh my God, I feel so good. Right. Now. <laughs> it, 
And, and it wasn't, but it wasn't like the fake good. Like I just watched a motivational video. Like I legitimately felt really good. And, and kids do that all the time, right? They never store stuff. So um, that's, that's helpful. And that's something that I just have been learning recently about myself. And um, mm-hmm. you guys have any stories about anything like that or um, any other strategies that maybe you've used in the past? Mm-hmm. I, well, I mean, it's interesting. I think that I, I came through fairly well through this making you spend time alone because um, I've been a yoga teacher for 18 years and I've, I think I have a, I'd have to go back and look I I probably have a 20 year meditation practice. Mm-hmm. And so I'm used to just like, okay, I'm just going to sit and be alone for a little while and watch the, I mean, it's interesting in meditation, they don't teach you to stop thoughts. You can't stop thoughts. That's impossible. I'm a meditation teacher as well. You don't, you can't stop them. Your brain doesn't work that way. What they're, what you try to do is to stand back and observe them. Right. So I feel like meditation is just a form of hypnosis, right? (laughs) It's like, so stand back and watch them and just don't, it's like you watch the parade, just don't get on the float. So, um, but a beginning, in the beginning, people either don't understand what it is or it freaks them out to sit quietly or, um, and there's so many different styles of practices. I mean, when you ask what should people do, I'm like, find a way to, like you did with the fridge, find a way to say, oh, hold on, there's something happening. What is that thing? Why? Maybe you don't know why, but can I feel it for a minute and see what happens? And the be okay with that. And then maybe a little exhale and let it go. One of my friends who teaches uh, Kundalini yoga is having a breath work workshop this, this weekend. I'm like, I'm going to that <laughs> to release awesome. a whole bunch of like stuff. <sighs> yeah. Sometimes you just got to breathe. Sometimes the best way to deal with stuff that you can't figure out is instead of a donut, take a few deep breaths. Right. Although I'm a, Donut fan, I gotta say. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and you know, I find Heather that I've done yoga a long time. I don't teach like you, but I've done it 24 years now. And I find yoga is a great way to get to that state. If you can't meditate right away because it's too scary or too hard, it's a great, the body is a great access point to get totally. to that state where you could settle down and just settle your breathing and get into that and feel that sense of presence. And it distracts you. So your mind doesn't go on a trip because it's like, oh, I'm, I'm doing stuff. I'm doing stuff, even though it's very kind of sequential, depending on what kind of yoga you're doing. And sometimes I'll, (laughs) this is funny. So people say, I can't do yoga. I can't do yoga. And um, you must know who Ian Finn is, Laura. You must. Yes. Maybe you guys do. He's, he's a Yogi rock star. He's from Canada. Um, he always says, one of my favorite lines is you, you can't, if you claim that you're too inflexible to do yoga, it's like claiming that you're too dirty to take a shower. (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. And there's so many different styles. If you don't like the one you tried, go try a different one. Like, yeah, and if I'm talking about the meditation and hypnosis, mm-hmm. they're definitely similar. And 
hypnosis is often painted this mystical, you know, fantastic thing, but it's really just using our mind's natural ability for trance to make some change and touching on what was mentioned about sometimes people are like, it's too hard to start doing yoga, too hard to do meditation. And I totally get that. I was that person. I came, I actually discovered meditation and hypnosis around the same time because I needed to, because I was dealing with a lot of mental health issues with anxiety and depression. And those first few months of doing meditation were hard because I had never, ever just sat with my own thoughts and realized how rough they were. And so experiencing that for the first time, that was such a, an eye-opening experience for me. And talking again about, you know, being okay with yourself and being in detention. Um, during the pandemic, I actually... I achieved a long time dream of mine to do a long distance hike. And so I was basically putting myself kind of in quarantine. You know, I saw a couple of people a day, but I was basically just sitting alone myself. And there was this very specific night. I remember where I just broke down. I had that like, you know, crying moment sitting there in my tent, looking at the mountains and all this, everything. And I realized that I had come to meditation and to yoga because I did not want to feel bad ever. Like, and part of the meditation that I was doing was like, you have to embrace suffering. And like, I, I took that, but then part of my mind was like, eh, you know, I'm going to see if I can find a way. I'm just going to pretend. Exactly. <laughs> Hypnosis was my way of being like, if I just fix all these problems enough, then I'm going to have a decent life. Right. And that moment in the tent was me realizing me accepting that things are going to happen. Like sometimes I'm going to get injured. Sometimes the plane is going to be delayed. Sometimes, you know, a client doesn't show up or sometimes, you know, all of these things happen. And really just accepting that that was my moment of being at peace with myself and reaching that moment that I no longer needed food or I no longer needed that distraction to have that you know feeling of being just okay. Nice. I'm going to give you guys a chance to do final thoughts. Uh, you know, we end with the motivational speech. So your interpretation where you are based on this conversation, or you can go any direction you want how you think people can get the most out of their lives. And I guess specifically we're talking about like the COVID detox, you know, getting back to, back to who we are, right. Who, how we feel good about ourselves. Uh, what would you tell everybody about that? I can jump in. So um, recognizing, recognize that you can't control what happens in the world. You can't control what other people think. You can't control the weather, but you can control to some extent what's going to go on inside of you and, or at least be okay with what's going on inside of you. So don't attach your happiness to what's outside of you. Don't attach your well-being to what's outside of you it's just be with yourself and if you're feeling like you're going to boil over go into the woods and have a little yell or a little cry but be okay that you are an emotional being and i mean when i first started studying meditation they told me not to meditate alone because of things that would come up and to have someone there to help so reach out to people who can support you really virtually or in real life as we return to irl Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one of the things that the pandemic has done, Heather, and you just touched on this here is humans are social animals and we need connection. 
we need to be with others. And through COVID, we haven't been able to do that. Connect with other. Yes, we've got the virtual world, but all of us know it's not the same. It's not the same thing as real life. Um, and I think that as we're starting to come out of it, I hope that we find this opportunity to connect more as individuals and know that our, the answers are within. For me, that was my lightning moment, that, that light bulb moment where I realized I don't need to read 50 million books. I don't need to have a PhD before I'm allowed to say something about something. Um, I actually do have answers within. And that is so calming and healing for me, grounding to know that. And I think touching on all of that, that's whether you use coaching or therapy or meditation or yoga or hypnosis or all of these things, find something that works for you. One yeah. thing is not going to work yeah. for every single person. That's okay. That's fine. That's why we have so many different techniques and it's okay to have some scars. It's okay to have some bumps and bruises. Life is kind of rough sometimes. And it doesn't mean that you're broken. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It just means that you're human, you're alive. And sometimes we need a little bit of help to, to figure that out, whether it's with a tool we use on our own at home or with it's a, or whether it's a, um, a guide or a, someone, someone that we use, um, to help us work through that, just find what works for you. That's what I'd recommend. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, and then how do, how does everybody get in touch with you? Somebody wants to reach out to each of you, uh, Laura, what's the best way to contact you? Um, you can check out my website, laurabarkercoaching.com. Um, yeah, that's how you can reach out to me. Nice. What about you, Heather? Um, I am prosperityflowcoaching.com. And awesome. yeah. I'm on all the platforms. Just Google me. <laughs> Perfect. And Doug, what about you? Yeah. My website is anywhere hypnosis. Um, probably my most active social media is TikTok right now. It's growing pretty quickly, but um, I think that handle is at body image hypnosis. Oh, oh very good. Very good. And my website's chrisjanky.com. Uh, just my name. Uh, I want to thank all three of you today, Laura Barker, Doug Sands, and Heather Stewart. Thank you all so much for joining me. I knew we'd have a great conversation. <laughs> Thank Thanks you so much. For fun. Thank you. So good. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. Visit mycorebalance.com to learn more.